Dear Shooter, we always try to support those that support us. Today we are talking to 10th Mountain Whiskey about veterans, the shooting sports, and of course, whiskey. What else? Of course I have. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and get your budget for things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it and make no mistake about it. That's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. And we've all seen it. Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, empowerment through self-reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. All right, good Thursday morning to you. We are assembled here today, and we've got on board with us Brian DeWar and Ryan Thompson of 10th Mountain Whiskey out of Vail, Colorado. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, we we kind of got together. I, I met Brian uh, at a KRG. It was an extreme long-range match in Pine Bluffs, Wyoming, about a week ago. And he and I kind of hit it off. And not only do these guys make some really awesome whiskey, but huge supporters of the shooting sports. And, uh, you know, all around just great guys to, to work with. Well, I'm yeah, starting we... to blush over here. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> and, 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 and I will say this, Brian makes a really good old-fashioned Really? I mean, I, 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 I do, I do my best with what I got. Uses the right cherries. <laughs> well, the cherries are paramount. That's a fu- fundamental. If you're going to do it, do it right. But all right. So when you make a old fashioned, what do you use as, as the sweet? Uh, it, it will actually depend on the liquor and what we're actually doing with it. So you can actually make an old fashioned a thousand different ways. Well, I can't. Uh, what, How do you make one? Yeah. <laughs> so we use our uh, tenth mountain barrel aged maple syrup. All right, yep. now we're talking. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the one. What I wanted to hear the right cherries, and we're using a quality maple syrup. I can drink yeah. with this guy, and they make their own bitters. Okay, I can definitely drink with this guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I, we have an in-house bitters, bitters as well. You got it. No, they were awesome. So when are they coming out to shoot with us? As soon as I can get them out here. He's always behind the curve. <laughs> I'll put it on his calendar. Right, I'll let y'all know what you're doing. Right, yeah. <laughs> so just heads up, guys. Come out and shoot with us. Perfect. Love to. Love uh, to. Absolutely. And and that's got to, I guess, the the first thing I want to ask you guys. Um, what what got you guys to sponsor uh, the KRG match, and, and what did you think of it? Well, I think I'll let Brian know what he thought of it, uh, but I'll cover the first part. I think it's just a like-minded audience, like-minded individuals, uh, a lot of uh, first responders and military at those events, and that's uh, right, uh, right aligns with what we are all about as well and, and what, who we support. So it uh, just made a lot of sense to us uh, to come out and uh, hang out with you guys. Well, it was really awesome what you guys did. You had an event at the, at the, the shoot where they had a whiskey 
bottle-sized target at, what was it, 990 yards or something like that. And if you hit it within yeah. two rounds, you got a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that, that's close. It was 992 uh, yards, and the reason it was 992 yards was the 992 10th Mountain soldiers that were lost in World War II. So that's the reason we chose that, and we chose our bourbon bottle. So it was actually a target, two targets at 992 yards. Uh, the size and shape of our bourbon bottles, and if they hit it, they got a uh, bottle of bourbon. That was awesome. I, I, got, I yeah. didn't get a chance to shoot it because my uh, my tripod got blown over and, and uh, ripped the screw out of the bottom of my spotting scope, so I was trying to repair that at the end of the second day. Oh, geez. So uh, overall, what, how did, how did things go for you there? Um, you know, you know, Brian, Brian came back to Vail from the event and he's like, screw those guys. They're terrible to hang out with. I don't know about them. They're, they're awful. They're no fun at all. I like him. <laughs> Let's <already>. sponsor more. <laughs> no, he, he said, he said, you guys are incredibly awesome. He, he loved hanging out with you guys. Uh, so it was a great audience for everybody and just a, a, a ton of fun. And exactly what, what he just mentioned that we need to uh, do, do more sponsorship with you guys and, and other uh, competitions. So that's awesome. So what, give us your relationship with 10th mountain. Um, it, I, and, well, Tim, and not, not the whiskey, sure. but the, the military division. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're here in Vail, Colorado and 10th mountain was originated in camp Hale, just a few miles South of Vail in the 1940s. Uh, they went off and won some significant battles in World War II, and when they returned, they wanted to share the sport of skiing with their friends and family, and in essence, created the modern-day ski industry as we know. And they started over 62 different ski resorts from the Northeast all the way to the all the way to the West Coast, everywhere in between. Uh, and Vail Mountain was actually uh, one of the mountains started by a 10th Mountain vet. Uh, they had a big influence in other outdoor areas as well. Nike was actually started by a 10th Mountain vet, so Phil Knight's business partner is a guy named Bill Bowerman. Uh, Pletzel Climbing Gear was started by a 10th Mountain Vet, the National Outdoor Leadership School. The Knowles Experience was as well. Uh, the Sierra Club actually was. Uh, and they had a big influence uh, in uh, modern-day skis and bindings and boots. The National Ski Patrol started by a 10th Mountain Vet. So being in a, in a uh, well-known ski resort, it just made a lot of sense when we were sitting around uh, going to start a distillery to name it uh, in honor of the 10th Mountain Army Division. Uh, as uh, probably your audience knows, they're one of the most active divisions today. They deactivated in the 50s, but reactivated in the 1980s. And now they're in upstate New York. Uh, they're, they're also in uh, Carson and also at Fort Polk as well. But their headquarters in upstate New York at Fort Drum. Uh, so we wanted to uh, start a distillery and educate people about the historic 10th Mountain Army Division uh, and do it in a fun way over a glass of whiskey. So here we are nine years, nine years later so. That's so awesome, and and you throw out a lot of names there. You talk about Knowles, National Outdoor Leadership School, Petzl. Uh, I actually used to live in Copper Mountain for a while, and my younger days when I was doing a lot of mountaineering and climbing, um, you know, all all of those names that you listed off, I was I was involved in at some point and in, in some capacity. Right. So, um, no, that that that's awesome. Um, I, I I know that you guys do a lot of you know veteran organizations and. Uh, in addition to sponsoring the shooting sports, uh, tell us about those a little bit. Yeah, sure. It's something that we're, uh, is very important to us. Well, we're very proud to support uh, all branches of the military, not just uh, Army. 
uh, and then all different types of organizations here in our backyard. It's the Vail Veterans Program, and they take wounded soldiers from around the country and reintroduce them to the outdoor lifestyle, giving whatever kind of physical challenges they have sustained in the war. Um, here in our in the state of Colorado, Colorado Veterans Project, we've been working with them closely for a number of years. Uh, I, 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 how Brian and I originally met uh, was through an organization that he sits on the board of called Base Camp 40. I'll let him get into that in a second here. Uh, do a lot of support with the 10th Foundation. Uh, we, we did an adopted platoon program through the 10th Foundation uh, with 10th Mountain Platoons. Um, we've worked, uh, we work with uh, the Shepherd's Men out of Atlanta and the SHARE Initiative. Uh, we started to work with the C4 Foundation, a Navy SEAL organization out of San Diego. Uh, um, we, Brian and I are headed out to Kentucky for an event at the end of June for uh, Folds of Honor, uh, work with the Honor Bell uh, Foundation here in Colorado as well, and uh, the list can go on and on and on. So, uh, But um, Brian, why don't you share a little bit about Base Camp 40 and what you do there? Yeah, absolutely. So Base Camp 40 is an organization. I think I talked to you guys or uh, talked to you, Jason, a little bit about this while I was out there because it's on my truck. It's, uh, it says BC-40 on it. We take out wounded, disabled veterans, Gold Star families, active duty military, and first responders on hunting and fishing trips around the world for free. We try to re-engage them in an environment where they can handle a gun again with individuals that are like-minded, get them back into nature as its purest form, and uh, get some meat on their table for their family and just have an amazing experience trying to reintegrate them back into society in a different way. You know, guys, I, I got to say thank you. Um, I know how much hard work that all is. Uh, we run a small little 501c3 here called Vet Healing Adventures. Doing very similar works, we take disabled vets, 70% or more, out on an adventure of some sort, our hallmark event is an antelope hunt in September, and we host about 25 vets a year doing that event. And the friendships and the things you see people turn around when they realize that they can come to an event, make some friends that understand, they get it, they know how things work, and they can actually talk to these folks because they chewed some of the same dirt. Um, it's an amazing transformation to see a guy that might be you know, thinking about checking out but when he comes to one of these events and he's got new friends, he's got people he can talk to, that fades away pretty quickly. One of the things we do is, is take that guy on an adventure. We take him you know, on an antelope hunt, a deer hunt, an elk hunt, or on a, a fishing trip, a, a turkey hunt. Get him outdoors with somebody that, that actually understands how it goes. It makes a big difference in their lives. Yeah, that's great work, guys. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we share certainly share the same passion uh, in that regard. Um, and, and, you know, it's uh, we always look it's the least we could do uh, to help give back a little bit to uh, all the men and women who have done so much for our country. So right it's uh, super important from uh, from myself and all the way down to our, our entire crew. And it's something uh, I'll, I'll try to um, uh, get a feel for in the interview process where people align. And certainly, if they're not patriotic and freedom fighters and, and support the military, then they're they're not working for us. So, it's uh, it's super important. It is super important. Yeah. You know, and, and with everything that you guys do, and and I I'm a huge believer in karma. That the more good works you do, that the more good's going to come back to you. But at a certain point, when the hell do you guys find time to make whiskey? <laughs> Well, we've got three full-time distillers that take care of that on a daily basis, so we're fortunate enough with that. Uh, 
So our, our head distiller, he's an early bird. He gets to the distillery about 3.30 in the morning, does our first run uh, until about 1 o'clock, and our second distiller takes it from a second run from about 1 till 10, 11 at night. And then we have a third distiller that fills in in between doing doing this and that. And so, uh, yeah, we, we're a team of 15 people, uh, 15 full-time people and a couple part-time, uh, and three of those 15 are, are in charge of running the still and making the whiskey, so. Well, I know I'm going to have to come down and take a tour of your distillery. And and right now, between Jason and I, we've got a bottle of the 10th Mountain Bourbon sitting between us. Well, we had a bottle. It's getting skinny. <laughs> well, well, good. You guys keep drinking it. We'll keep making it. Deal? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so on the whiskey front, where can we find your guys' stuff on a shelf? I've not seen the brand recently, and uh, I'm kind of the guy that goes and looks like daily. So... Where can we find it? Yeah, good good question. And that's the trickiest part about the business overall is the distribution side of things. And that's one thing that uh, Brian leads up uh, here in the state of Colorado and Wyoming and also leads our military efforts uh, with the AFES and the NEX uh, uh, exchanges there. So um, we're distributed uh, via traditional three-tier distribution. It's, it's a tricky business in that regard. Uh, in, in 15 states uh, from New Hampshire to California, but not everywhere in between necessarily. But uh, we also ship direct to consumer uh, via our website, 10thwhiskey.com. Uh, and we have to, it won't come from us directly because we have to use a third party fulfillment company because of uh, state to state liquor laws that, that are a lot of fun to deal with. But oh, yeah. we can reach, uh, we reach consumers into 35 states direct, directly that way. So, uh, and certainly with this audience, uh, I want to put out there that we have a, a military. Uh, discount code for 10% off across the board, across our merch, uh, across all of our spirits. Uh, just put military in the promo code box when you're checking out, and that'll get you 10% off. Uh, and certainly if you come to our tasting rooms, come to our distillery, uh, veterans uh, and military will uh, do free free tours all day long, uh, and then 10% off all day there. And then uh, vet drink for free on, on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th as well. So, Outstanding. Perfect. And, yeah. and, and just – just to reiterate and kind of hammer this home, it's 10thmountain.com. Uh, no, it's 10thwhiskey.com. Tenth, so one zero TH, yeah, and then whiskey with an E. 10thwhiskey.com. So, yeah, go you got it. get yep. the whiskey. And and I was really shocked because uh, when I was looking at the bottles and I was tasting some of the stuff when I was at the shoot, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff was only aged for like two years. And this is yeah, you know, smooth. The, the Jack Daniels and, uh, and the Jim Beams of the world had a 150-year-old head start on us. So <laughs> we, uh, we're a company that's been around about nine years now. And, and everyone's like, well, why don't you have a nine-year-old whiskey? And I'm like, because cash flow and supply and demand. Because we're running a business and we got bills to pay, right? Now, but, let's, uh, let's, let's most... be honest. You have a barrel squirreled away and it's aging, right? Uh, you nailed it. Yes, okay. Right. <laughs> That's our secret yes, stash. Right? Uh, all right. Just want to make sure I knew how it really worked. Yep, you got it. But um, but to your point, uh, a lot of people come to our taste rooms on a, you know on a daily basis. We have a taste room at the base of Vail uh, Mount Ski Mountain and Vail Village, and a taste room at our actual distillery, which is in Gypsum, about 30 minutes west of Vail. Uh, but people come in and try to make a snap judgment uh, right away. Sit down, like, hey, how old's your bourbon? How old's your rye? 
like, well, why don't we give you a taste first and you tell us how old you think it is and then let's have this conversation. Um, because a lot of people will think a younger whiskey is not going to be as good and that's not necessarily the case. And so people will taste it blindly and, and most times people are guessing it's a four or five, six-year-old product and then they're shocked to hear that it's a younger product along the two-year lines. But there's also three and four-year mixed in there as well. So uh, from an alcohol labeling standpoint, you have to disclose the youngest age that's in the bottle and so for ours what you're drinking there is a two-year mark so um but there's three and four years as well but where we're aging at our distillery in gypsum there's a lot of temperature fluctuations uh it's at 6800 feet in altitude and that that um uh, pre air pressure you know this all has chemistry and, and science and, and it all affects the aging process so it certainly does taste a little older than what it actually is which is a, a nice benefit for us well and just uh, i mean jason and i are pretty kind of up and up on on how bourbon and and these types of whiskeys are made they actually have a problem sure. <laughs> is it a problem only when you only when, when that bottle's empty i think right we don't that's have the problem enough shelf space that, between the, the two of you it's a bottle a day you say that like <laughs> it's a bad thing <laughs> so but where like where where are you sourcing your grains um and and what are you putting into it Sure. Uh, are you drinking the bourbon? Is that what you said there? We, we've don't got give the, a secret away. Don't do that. We, but, we, yeah, no. No, yeah, I'm happy to share it. We share it all day long, I and mean, we're open about this stuff, so it's easy enough. Um, so, well, our uh, our malted barley comes from northeast Colorado. Our corn comes from southwest Colorado in the Cortez area from a Ute Indian reservation down there. And then our rye grain comes from north and south Dakota. The farther north for rye grain you go, the harder it is, the harder, the more starch, the more starch, the more sugar, the more sugar, the more alcohol. And so um, our mash bill on our on a bourbon that you're drinking, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley. Uh, the mash bill, the recipe, uh, and the, the grain locale, that's one aspect of the overall flavor. But someone can take that same exact recipe and go distill it either in the small home, home still that they have or, or – a larger still, we have a, we use a 500-gallon combination pot column, so it's 100% copper from Vendome, uh, the manufacturer out of Louisville that's been making uh, making stills since the early 1900s. But you could take our exact same grain and recipe and, and go distill it off, and your distillation technique and process is going to result in a different overall flavor. And then certainly the aging process has a big effect of the overall flavor as well. So uh, we're open about sharing uh, our, our mash bill and where we get our grains from, and and um, all that, so it's a it's a fun process. You know, it's a big ocean. We think, and we're just trying to dip our spoon in the ocean and get a sip of water. And so that's that's all we're doing here. Well, in, in that vein, and I have a kind of a perverse interest in it. What do you do special for your water? Well, it's Rocky Mountain snow melt is what it comes down to. Uh, so uh, we but get not it, the, the yellow the snow, right? And, <laughs> yeah, not the yellow snow. Good, good point. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that for the dogs. Um, but it's uh, it's it's uh, just from the town of Gypsum there, and when we were looking to uh, put where we're, when we were trying to scouting out locations for our distillery ten years ago, we sat down to meet with the town of Gypsum, and they put bottled water on the on the table uh, on the board table boardroom table for us, and uh, we're like, and they apologized. We're like, why are you guys apologizing for giving us bottled water? Like, oh no, we're super proud of our tap water here. Our tap water is the best tap water around. <laughs> 
Like it comes straight from Gypsum Creek, which is, comes from Rocky Mountain Snowmelt. And we're like, okay, well, that's good news. So, uh, so yeah, what you use to cut your spirits with, the water you use, is certainly a, a super important part uh, of the overall process. So, And a lot of people don't understand that um, spirits will come off the still at a super, at a higher proof than what you can barrel at, certainly our age, our age whiskeys. So uh, the bourbon you're drinking there can't be barreled more than 125 proof. So, uh, and it can't be bottled less than 80 proof. And although it's going to come off the still higher than that, we use our, the, the water to cut it down. We barrel at 120, 118, 120 proof. Uh, and then that, the bourbon that you have there is 92 proof. And so we use uh, a reverse osmosis water again to cut that down to bottle strength as well. So, so on my um, first so yeah, sip of this bourbon, uh, Hallmark's exactly to what you're talking about because it opened up nice. I didn't have to drop an ice cube in it to to get it to be smoothed out, um, and the flavor palette throughout the entire thing was quite even. I was impressed. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And and a lot of people at ninety two proof, they're like their, their first comment is, "Damn, this is smooth for ninety two proof, guys. Well done." <laughs> it so, is. So uh, a lot of people are yeah are, are really impressed with that aspect of it. So now the the very first one that I tried was actually uh, it was a barrel proof, and right. Yeah. And even at that. It, I was surprised at how smooth because uh, Jason had gotten in a barrel and we, we tried a couple of sips off of this thing and it was, it had some bite to it and yours didn't even at the barrel proof. Yeah. It hit, mine right. hadn't been opened up at all. It was straight out of the, of the cask and um, it was a little on the juvenile side. So it's, it's still aging at the shop, but yeah, um, <laughs> this product is quite impressive right out of the bottle. Um where do you guys fit in a price point wise? I mean, where are you playing? Our everyday bourbon there uh, comes in at uh, 57, 58, 59 uh, is what you see it on the shelf for. Um, our rye is somewhere between 45 to 50. So, uh, and then our barrel strength stuff, uh, if you can, we, we have uh, usually at our two tasting rooms a barrel strength offering, and that's, that's at the $99 price point. So, all right. So you're playing the upper middle game. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's for a, a 750 milliliter bottle, right? right so correct. your typical size bottle there. So, so just to switch gears a little bit on you guys, uh, other than supporting organizations and, and supporting matches and shoots and things, uh, where do you guys fit in, in the shooting sports? What do you guys do? Hunters, uh, you know, clay shooters, comp- competitors. What do you, what do you guys do? Well, I love clay shooting and going around on different courses and, and having fun there. Um, all my buddies are big hunters uh, and will call me if they need a little assistance there once uh, once they get one down. But um, uh, and so, so you're the pack to, mule. <laughs> yeah. Good or bad, that's what I am, exactly. He's sure for And then we have Right. We have the, uh, well, they just want me there because I bring whiskey with me. So let's be honest okay, all about, fair. about that, right? Fair enough. So yeah. I'm going to need your yeah. phone number. So when I get mine yep. down, I'm going to need you to bring exactly. me some whiskey and I need you to carry my elk from no, 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 over no, no. there. Before you jump and say yes, <laughs> you won't, she won't drink the whiskey. Guys, before you jump and say yes, Brandy has a horrible habit of shooting her elk in absolutely the worst possible place. To <laughs> she was I in was the road. in the road. Yes. We tell her all the time, you shoot elk in the road. No, no, no. She lays down in the road when she takes the shot. That's not. Right. And it's totally not my fault that the river was in the way. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so minus 40 degrees, we had to ford a river that hadn't quite froze over. That was a fun one. <laughs> right, I bet. So I'm going to need well, your phone uh, number, right like there, I said. Right... <laughs> yep, you got it. We'll do, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, and then uh, two minutes away from our distillery in Gypsum is the Gypsum Gun Range, uh, one of two outdoor gun ranges in the Vale Valley. Uh, they do a great, they do a phenomenal job there. We have a good relationship with them. Uh, after their events, a lot of times they'll come and host a, a post party, a post event party at our place. Uh, so we're over there hanging out with those guys quite a bit and enjoying their gun range. Uh, and then Alpine Arms is the local gun store in Eagle, um, run by an SF guy from Carson. Uh, he and his uh, his wife, and we've got a great relationship with them, and they're always hosting events at our distillery as well. So uh, it's it's a great community to be part of here. Sounds here in like Valley, sounds so. like I need to get some classes going down there. Yeah, damn right. That's Absolutely. Can make like, some yeah. introductions. Yeah, for sure. Well, you need to get a leadership crew for these guys going. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've been an avid hunter since I was a kid uh, here in Colorado. Um, everything from mule deer to elk to moose to pronghorn, turkeys. I'm actually in the middle of a turkey hunt, so I actually went back inside my truck. I'm watching deer cross in front of me currently right now that I wish I could shoot if it was legal. <laughs> um but no. I also was in the Marine Corps and did some competition shooting with them, uh, mainly three gun and CQB. But that that's my primary. But after seeing long range in the Alamar, I am, uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna buy a gun that can shoot that distance. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hit anything yet, but I'll I'll practice and keep trying. And so come talk. Yeah, to Brian. Us. Just because you got a good bow, man, doesn't mean the Indians uh, up to speed yet, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Come talk to us. We will set you up with a package, and and by the time you leave, you will shoot that thing to its maximum potential. Yeah, so Perfect. we we Love build it. a lot of guns. I actually make a lot of optics. Um, yeah, you should come up here and, and spend a little time, and we can probably get you outfitted with something you'd enjoy. Oh, that sounds like a perfect fit for me. I'm going to say don't tempt Brian with a good time. He'll be at your doorstep tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> bring, cool. bring whiskey. No, bring coffee. Exactly. You can put the whiskey in the coffee, but I need the coffee. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I was yes, going to say whiskey and coffee are, are a pretty good combination. So, fantastic. Makes sense. So, other than yes. the other than the Pine Bluffs event and you, and your local stuff, what what else are you guys doing as far as the shooting sports and and competitions? Well, we actually just sponsored uh, a couple of. Uh, uh, um, uh, 10th Mountain Snipers, uh, and they're going around this summer in, uh, in a number of competitions around the country. Uh, so that's going to be fun to see how that plays out. But this is our first summer uh, doing something along those lines. But uh, Brian's also lining up a couple other events for us here this summer, I think. Right, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be at Night Force uh, coming up in actually just a couple weeks. I'll see you there. Then, yep. So I'll, I'll be there. I won't be able to move very much or shoot anything at this at that time. But I, I'll be there helping out and watching everybody and cheering everybody on. And then uh, Heart of the Mountain Challenge, uh, Heart yep. Mountain Heart Challenge. Mountain. Will yep. Be a, yep. We will also be there sponsoring that one as well. Well, when you go to the Heart Mountain one, you're you're going to have to stop by the Wyotech Bar. Uh, because I promise you it's on your way and, uh, we will make sure to, uh, have the right whiskey on the shelf. 
<laughs> Amen to that. That sounds great. <laughs> you better buy some more because this one's about gone. I know. I still got a. I still got almost a <laughs> oh, three quarters of a bottle of rye up there. By the time they get here, that one will be gone. I know. So <laughs> told you they have a problem. Well, we'll make sure Brian loads up a little bit in the truck there when he heads up that way. So see, now they're talking my language, right? But yeah. that'll be that. That'll be good. So we'll we'll get to see you at Glen Rock. You're, you're going to actually get to meet Brandy in person because she's going to that match with me. Um, oh, fantastic! And I, I'm looking forward to that one. And I know after the KRG, that was that was a tough match. Um, I know you know Brian was there. He saw what we were dealing with with wind and weather and lightning and thunderstorms and rain, and uh, that was fun. Oh yeah, do you guys? Yeah, I, I I still don't know how some people hit anything at a thousand yards with thirty eight mile an hour winds that were going on from left to right. So that <laughs> you got to remember, me. if you don't shoot in the wind in Wyoming, you don't shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's a that's actually just a breeze for us. Wait till you go to Glenrock, you're going to see some real wind there. Yeah, I think oh, I think last oh, okay. year they were dealing with sixty five mile an hour winds sustained. The gal that won it, she was saying she was holding how many mills? It was 30-something mills. Yeah, like 36-something retarded as far as wind. Wait, 36 mills and hold? Yeah. yeah so so at 1,000 yards, you're, you're 360 yeah. feet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Damn. It's almost indirect fire at that point. Well, I'm fine. Really I shoot is. kites. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, be prepared to see some wind when you go to Glen Rock. It's a staple. Now, okay, Brian did the, did the guy that was there was a couple of guys at that match that were shooting six five Creedmoors. Did any of either of those guys shoot your your little uh, side quest? Yeah, we actually had a guy, um, one guy who had a six five PRC, uh, which I use for hunting, and I'm he he nailed that perfectly on his second shot. So he did a slight mill correction on it, and then and second shot dead center and then another guy with a 6.5 creedmoor directly after him and this was on that friday when everybody was ranging in he hit it uh the first shot wow that that's impressive because yeah. i because i know some of those targets i i'm pretty sure that creedmoor left the atmosphere and re-entered to to make it as far as some of those targets were <laughs> yeah no absolutely i think the farthest target out there was uh correct me if i'm wrong but 2350 yards so. Yeah, yeah, that was the long one. I and, I and I think it was like 2053, I think, was exact on that. Did you connect, Carl? Yep. I did not. Uh-huh. I danced he on either not. side of it. <laughs> I did not connect. He, he was really you, good. Just, you just hold it in the same place every time. Yeah, you just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were teaching uh. a class a few years back, and we were wrapping up a carbine course, and Brandy sits down uh, at the bench. And takes her five five six. It's a twenty inch barrel. It's a carbine with a one to six optic on it, and she starts punching the center out of the thousand yard target. She went ten for ten. Opens the bolt, <laughs> drops the mag, and says, "I don't know what your guys' problem is." <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> you hold it in the same place every time. Yeah, thank you. We never thought of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, Easier said than done there, right? Easier um, said than done. Now, now this is the woman that we, we were teaching a class a, a couple of years ago, and, and we had a guy show up, and, and he really should not have been at that class. He, he wasn't feeling well. It was just a mess. He had the plague, dude, I swear. So, and, and, and he's... And, and Brian, I'm, I'm sure you kind of saw some of this at the match. Like every time he would shoot and miss, he'd spin that turret like it's the wheel of fortune. Yep. And she finally got fed up with this. And I, I'm on the other end of the shooting line coaching another student. And all I hear from the shack is the range is that way. Oh, wow. To be fair, <laughs> we were trying to zero at 100 yards. Okay. I had my spotting scope out so I could view up to a thousand yards, and he is not hitting the earth. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's 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 the wow. Story. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was a very frustrating moment. Once we got him dialed in and he settled down for the day, he did okay. But we actually threatened to super glue his turret in place because he did not need to spend it anymore. So I'm not the friendliest uh-huh. instructor on the line. I'm just going to point that out before you come down. Well, you're just fine oh, no, until someone fine. starts dicking with you like that. Well, because... Exactly, right? I mean, there's there's certainly a time to be friendly and there's a time not to be, right? So it's okay. Well, no one listens to me because I have blue eyes and boobs. So, therefore, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> We do call her well, the humbler. I, imagine they, I hope they learn quickly that they, they need to listen to the lady at the range there. So yeah, Well, right. we, they do. we call her the humbler for a reason. Uh, nice, she'll, good. <laughs> she'll sit down at a class, and, and, and we'll, we'll have a class, you know, six or eight guys on the line that can't hit a target. It, it, you know, we had, we had a, a know-your-limits target at, like, 500 yards, and it, they were just throwing lead in the air and hoping for the best, and she laid down behind her rifle and cleaned it without a miss picks up her stuff walks away as she walks away under her breath you hear her say go ahead keep blaming the gun uh-huh, <laughs> right <laughs> exactly <laughs> don't stuff. scare them they'll never come out <laughs> oh they'll <Right>? come out <laughs> they'll come out we... they'll come out these guys sound like they're good good sports and glutton for punishment just like us oh, well, you'd be out there you can darn right absolutely I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't like punishment at all. Oh, he's going <laughs> right. to be my favorite. Now, if we do take him out to TSI when they come, um, you've got a host of steel on your instructor range. Yes. But you've got a couple surprise targets on the Butte. I do. How far is that one? Uh, depending on which shooting position you are working from, it, it, the at the short range, it's about 1960 at the at the long range you're you're pushing 3200 yards and, and how big is that target uh the the biggest one is 36 by 40 so it's a minute size wow. target yeah bring, oh, your, bring your a game okay. boys yeah and, no doubt <laughs> and and where it's placed it's it's placed in inside of a bluff that's kind of in a in a horseshoe canyon type of environment so the wind in there is so unpredictable uh it's almost impossible to read it wow they'll bring their aiming fluid it'll be fine right yep (laughs) exactly yep exactly that's right i mean you guys you guys have been in business for nine years uh how has business been for you and is it picking up or what are you seeing in in the in the marketplace 
Yeah, you know, I mentioned there's 15 full-time employees that work work with us that are on the team here, and uh, everyone's super passionate, and we all work our ass off, and and uh, even through the COVID year and year two years, everyone put it, but uh, we've been, we've increased sales uh, at a certain percentage every year, so um, we're, we're we're heading the right direction each year, and uh, we're on track to uh, this year as well, and. Uh, a lot of that is, you know, Brian's been working with us for almost a year now and uh, certainly making a difference out there and, and working with our, our Colorado and Wyoming distributors and, and then the, the military, the AFEs and NEX and whatnot. And so, uh, I mean, it, it takes <laughs> it takes all of us to keep the train moving the right direction. So, um, but we're certainly getting there, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's not easy you know, making it. <laughs> I tell our, our, our my distillers give us give me side eye when I say this, but I would say making is the easy part, selling it's the hard part, right? So, and uh, no one gets paid until we sell it. So, right. Well, it, um, if we wanted to do a special edition deer shooter, how many bottles would we have to get into to do a special label? Well, if you're if you're thinking like maybe doing a special barrel pick or something, uh, we'll do a barrel a barrel of whiskey that everyone has in mind when when you say a barrel of whiskey is 53 gallons, right? And each gallon will yield uh, about uh, five bottles, 750 milliliter five, bo- five bottles. And so that's three, about 300 bottles. But it's not an exact science because as the whiskey ages, you have what's called the angel share. So uh, where we're located, we're lucky enough that water will evaporate out of the, out of the whiskey. And so although we enter the barrel at a 120 proof, when it's time to dump that barrel, it's going to be 125, 128 proof. And then we'll uh, proof it back. Uh, we'll um, dilute it back down, cut it back down to the bottle strength. And so, but a typical uh, a barrel will yield about 300 bottles. At um, but then also depends on the age and then at what proof you want to bottle that as well. So somewhere between two to 300 bottles is what a barrel will yield. But then we also do half barrels as well. So 100 to 150 somewhere in there. So that's what you're looking at. Okay. All right. And so at some point um, you're going to email Jason Crowdo here, and uh, we'll hammer out some details because I'd be interested in in doing something special for the kickoff of Shot Show next year for Deer Shooter as a as an informational. I mean, the whiskey won't be ready by then unless you have something ready, right? But we should yeah, we, yeah, we should talk exactly, about an addition. Right? Yeah, absolutely, right? And interesting you mentioned SHOT Show. I was just out there last February checking it out a little bit and um, because we've been talking with them about uh, doing a, a couple things there. Um, but what I've narrowed in on, it's probably better to just partner up with another booth and do a happy hour or something with our spirits. And, and it's Vegas, right? And they have all their, their damn liquor laws you got to abide by. So it's a little tricky, but uh, Quinn, uh, my SHOT Show rep out there, uh awesome dude to be working with he's got his stuff together and he, he handles i think a thousand of the of the booths out there something like that something crazy i say um, we but, put them uh, in with uh air force air guns because nobody would test taste better than 10 jones well this is true um we have an opportunity this <laughs> september if you guys are available we run a media event in raton new mexico we call it ballistic summit we bring in writers and media that, that are um, shooting sports oriented and then smaller manufacturers to get them some exposure. And we have a hands-on couple days at the range, product clinics, and at just a good old time at the Whittington Center, you know, the mecca for shooting sports, right? Right. So that's something you guys would be interested in. We'd talk to you about coming out. Because if they want to sponsor yeah, sure. Social Hour, because right now we're just buying whatever you can get in Raton. And I don't know if you've ever been to Raton, but the selection <laughs> of whiskeys is not the greatest. 
It's pretty it's right. Pretty dismal. It's pretty thin. <laughs> if you so, don't bring it in there. It's not. And worth it. so after they do their shooting, because obviously alcohol and shooting don't mix, but after right. they do their shooting for the day, they all go back to the cabins, and we have beverages and food and social time. So you get to actually talk to these media people like they're your friend instead of sitting in an interview. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely something we'd be interested in exploring a little bit further. Cool. Very happy to have. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, certainly uh, when uh, SHOT Show rolls around again, and I'll be talking to Quinn a little bit, and uh, that's probably the direction we'd like to to go instead of having our own booth there. It probably makes more sense to at least the first year or two that we're going to be have a presence there is to uh, piggyback on someone else's happy hour of some sort and see how see how that goes. So um, we can explore that on on down the line as well. I'm pretty sure that can be accomplished. Yeah, great. <laughs> Just with the, the, the short Rolodex I've got, I'm pretty sure that can be accomplished. <laughs> there you go, good. <laughs> short Rolodex. Well, yeah, and and, and again, I, I, I'm telling you, when when you send when you guys go up to to Heart Mountain for that shoot, definitely stop by. We'll we'll hook you up with some of the the local places that we shop, and and I'll I'll bet you we can get you some distribution up here. Great, absolutely, fantastic. yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I'll tell you right now, if 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 it was stocked here, I'd be buying it. Right, quite regular, perfect. Yep. Well, you can just tell the local liquor store to pick it up, and they they'll order it from the Wyoming Liquor Division, and it'll be there within three weeks. They they usually do, but they they have here. They have to be able to sell it. Okay, so they have to know so many bottles are going to go, and so many amount of time for them to bring something they're unsure of. But once it comes in and becomes popular, you become your own shelf. Right. Oh, fantastic. Okay. The place we're thinking of is called Freedom Liquors. Um, they do a good job locally, and they're always looking for something a little bit different. Um, they're definitely uh, patriotic and support our service folks. So this would be a natural fit. Well, they claim to have oh, a fantastic. taller flag than yours. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> their, their flagpole is 62 foot tall. So, uh, Jason Mine's installed, 90. yeah, yeah. Jason installed the flagpole, and and let let's let the short jokes begin. Ninety uh, foot flagpole <laughs> with a garrison flag on it. Well, I'm compensating. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like five foot nothing. I got to have something tall in my life. <laughs> they put it together out of. <laughs> that's what you're going with, huh? <laughs> that's what he's going with. They put it together yeah. a drill pipe, and it is so tall that the crane they had. Almost didn't make it. We had to have somebody up there on a lift to just give it another nudge to get the pieces together. We uh, were on a 110-foot crane. We were three inches from the top of the limit, just setting the pole. That's great. I, I like your style there. I like. I like. It. <laughs> well, you run an 18 by 32 flag in this town, you get noticed. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, it's that it's that <laughs> Wyoming wind thing. Well, you get noticed because the neighbors can hear it with the wind. <laughs> right. True. Oh, that's fair. That's true. Well, when you come to our distillery, I forget the size that we have on display at, inside uh, the four walls at the distillery, but it's the largest flag that we could have could find. It's um, the garrison flag. So we have the garrison that, flag yep. in, in the distillery. Perfect. And the funny thing is we had a, we got a, one of our guys up in one of our distillers on the fork, 
And uh, we had him up in the air, and uh, we ran out of propane on our forklift while he's <laughs> no. sitting up there. And he's he, <laughs> he's like, "You guys are you guys are messing with me." It was myself and our head distiller Sean. We had Jeremy up on the lift, and he's he's got some size to him, and he's he doesn't really like to be up there for a long long time. He's like, "You guys are fucking with me. You can bring me down." I'm like, no, we're dead serious, man. We just ran out of propane, and we have a backup. Uh, a backup propane tank there to, to connect it, but um, Sean was like, "Dude, I was supposed to go to the store yesterday and get in another propane tank, and I didn't." So, <laughs> I'm like Jeremy, you're staying there for like, and thank goodness the, the where we get our propane's right, basically right next door to us, so it's not far. So, but uh, that was the story of us putting up that flag. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. We so. had the guy that was welding the joint together on our flagpole when we set it up, and he was just about done with the weld, and we shut the keys off and went to lunch. And left him there. We brought him back some lunch, oh, but he he didn't. Well, I was gonna say, I and he, he doesn't a good lunch back for him. He didn't like heights to begin oh. with, and he was up right. there welding. And then the wind started kicking up, and you know that whole we have to have guy wires on it because it sways. It sways yeah, like I no bet, other. Right? He's flipping out up there. It well, was the, great. The top of that pole moves <laughs> nine feet. When it does, it really? Yeah, it's a sixty-five mile an hour wind, and that it latches onto yeah. that flag. And there's 3,700 foot-pounds of torque on the top of that flag. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. It's insane. What, uh, how deep you had to go in the ground to, to anchor that thing? 18 feet with 22,000 pounds of concrete. Uh-uh. So wow. just a little bit of weight. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not going anywhere now, but getting it up was kind of a challenge. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> That's great. I'm still mad they wouldn't let me operate the crane. You can push all the red buttons you want. Shut up. They wouldn't even let me sit in it because I wasn't certified. <laughs> it was a fun two days. But we definitely, we, we got to get you guys up here, and, and we need to make a trip down and, and see you guys. Because at the end of the day, and I think I think what this podcast is really about is support those that support us. Um, and just to kind of close this out here, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking with us. And I, I'm looking forward to, to doing some more things with you guys in the future. We hit time already. We're, we're about, about 47. Goes quick when you're sipping on some good whiskey, doesn't it? It right? really does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, the good news, the podcast might be over, but it doesn't mean you have to stop drinking that whiskey. So that's right. Yeah, that, yeah, there's no so there's no chance of that. That don't. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, when it's gone, yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna right. up with more. So when it's gone, it's not really gone. Yeah. We have to go exactly. to Vale. No, I get on. I get on. I get on. Tenthwhiskey.com, and I order more. Well, they better pack That's it exactly really right. well because out here, if you put fragile on the box, I swear to God, they kick the sucker all the way. They do, to the don't port. they? Yeah, they do. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, no, Brian's going to hand deliver some then when he comes up there in a couple weeks. So Sweet. You can expect that. Sweet, yeah. and Wilson won't be there. That That's sad. You suck. Sad day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for coming on and, and being such great supporters of the shooting sports for veterans organizations. I wish you guys the best in the future, and I hope that we can figure out something we can work together and keep working together going forward. And to our listeners, we will see you next week. Go check out 10th Mountain Whiskey. Uh, 
it it's it's amazing and for the price i i think it it is getting into that middle upper end um and until then till next week stay safe out there